have another segment of World Impact News in uh, collaboration with Stop the Presses. I'm Jason Mangum, and I have with me Mark Anderson, and we're going to be talking to you today about the Democratic Party unhinged, because as we can see, the left is really unhinged. They're, it seems like out of control, and the pendulum, Mark, has really swung far, far left with their ideals. Communism, <coughs> socialism, Marxism, whatever name you want to give it, it's following the communist manifesto to a certain degree. So glad to have you on today, Mark. Yes, great to be here, Jason, on World Impact News with our first Skype remote recording because I happen to be doing some work and some family matters up in Michigan here on the 10th of July, 2019. So it's great to try it, and it's great to have another crack at the Democratic Party. Uh, certainly, uh, as I wrote in a recent article, this is not your grandmother's Democratic Party. This isn't even your parents' grand, uh, Democratic Party. This is something altogether different. Now, we've covered that before, but we're going to go a little broader and deeper today on the Democratic Party unhinged. Yes. You know, one of the big attacks, even just coming out of Fourth of July, is which is such a great event. It's 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 something that signifies the really the core foundation of this nation and freedom and liberty. But there's become this attack from the left regarding the flag. I mean, how has the flag become the symbol of? Well, at least for the left, it's become the symbol of hate. It's become the symbol of racism. I mean, right in Minnesota, you have a fight going on because they want to remove the Pledge of Allegiance completely, altogether. And so there's this attack, Mark, that's happening to America and really the thing that symbols freedom and liberty and all those people who have given their life and sacrificed, made the ultimate sacrifice to ensure our freedoms. Oh, absolutely. The, the Minnesota situation, of course, is, is symptomatic of a larger problem with the left. Uh, all leftist politics, particularly those that descend into unalloyed Marxism, which is where the Democratic Party is already located, if they're, uh, or at least they're on their way, whenever you get to that point, there's no lasting value to anything. There's no, there's no lasting um, eternal principles. Everything is in a state of flux. Marxist revolution commands that. It, it requires that, that you cannot have any enduring allegiances to God or even man-made institutions like government. And, of course, the American government is, at least to a reasonable degree, based on biblical and godly principles. At least it was at its founding. And the flag comes out of that. Now, certainly we don't worship flags or look at flags in isolation. They're supposed right. to stand for something else. I pledge allegiance to the flag and to the republic for which it stands. Those are the important words in the Pledge of Allegiance. And so while the Pledge of Allegiance started out without those words and to the republic for which it stands and maybe used to be less meaningful, um, it is now something that has been a tradition, but all traditions under the Marxist microscope must be eradicated. Uh, it's very 1984-ish. There, there can be no historical or, or cultural or, or customs or uh, familial 
or religious ideas that bring us together. And isn't it ironic that the left is always talking about unity? We all have to get along. We need to be multicultural. But they don't want anything there to, to center around. Okay, if we can't look at the flag with some degree of reverence, if we can't look at God with reverence, if we can't have English as our chief language, if we can't make people learn English in our schools, uh, in, in the uh, schools near the border, which is something they've abandoned, they don't um, make South Texas schools, uh, the students learn English anymore. They, you know, if we have divisive language and we don't, we don't have anything where we can join hands and unify around, where is the left's multicultural utopia going to be? What, what's going to empower it? And there's only one thing, the whip of the state, pure, raw, unadulterated force. That's the only thing the left has left, pardon the pun, to enforce unity because everything else they say is racist and um, misogynist, white supremacist, anti-Semitic. You name it, there's something wrong with it. Whereas those on the right, while, while no philosophy is perfect, understand that there's such an idea as an eternal principle, an enduring principle, uh, time-honored traditions. The, these are the things that tie the generations together between generations and within generations. If you sweep that away as the left advocates, again, raw force is the only thing you have left to herd people together. So what these people are talking about or doing, it, it, it's just it's just complete and total ridiculous antics and, and utter ignorance uh, of political and philosophical reality. Absolutely. And that's where you see, you know, we've talked about it before, where uh, you have abortion, but you have really this attack from the left against Christianity itself. I mean, that's where you see the Bible taken out of school. Um, you see the Ten Commandments being taken out of the courtrooms of America. And so you have this, like, where the attack was against certain principles, certain things that this country stood for, because this is a country of, of ideas or ideologies. There were things that this country was founded upon and believed. And that fabric of faith is, is the core fabric that ties this nation together. So you have, it almost seems like where the left would attack certain elements of things that the nation stood for or parts of the foundation. Now you have the left attacking the nation itself. I mean, it's like it's, it's evolved, it's snowballed, so to speak into something much greater that is exactly what you said, dividing. Because, it, I mean, there's this unity that now there's this great divide that's happening across our nation. So that's threatening the freedom of this nation because you're right. They, If they can today, that's why there's an attack against our Second Amendment rights as the citizens of the United States of America because they want to use brute force, just like what you're talking about. So, Yeah, and uh, they cloak that brute, uh, brute force in, in their, um, you know, their overtures. They claim, you know, wanting multiculturalism, wanting everybody to get along. You can't just want people to get along. You right. can't force people together any more than you can force them apart. But see, that's the underlying credo of the Democratic Party and the larger socialist, communist, Marxist um, universe that it, it inhabits. Behind everything is the clenched fist. And you'll notice what their symbol is, the clenched fist. That's no accident. 
it means exactly what it looks like it means. It means that ultimately the gloves come off and if we don't obey the dictates, then we're cattle prodded into obeying those dictates as opposed to having, again, enduring principles that everybody can center around. Everybody might not agree on every little point of them, but from Christianity to the flag to the republic for which the flag stands uh, to the republic itself, the Constitution, men are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, and to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. One of the most, again, stirring and philosophically brilliant uh, passages ever written by the hand of man, right there, what I just said, and that's in the Declaration. And yet the left says, no, we can't have God, so you're not endowed by your creator. Well, we can't have the Bible or the Pledge of Allegiance. And we, you know, we don't want the flag. We don't want the Betsy Ross uh, symbol of the flag on the back of a, of a tennis shoe. Um, we don't want people using English as the primary language. Uh, we can't. We can't center the nation around being predominantly European-American. We, we have to have multicultural, so it can't be race or racial. Uh, so what would the left have us do? What would they have us unify behind? Uh, you can't have a melting pot without at least agreeing on what the Constitution is, what it means, and what some of these other matters mean to society. Uh, you have to have something, some enduring principles and their symbols, and the substance, of course, above all, the substance. You have to have something you can agree on. Otherwise, a nation is just a bunch of people standing on a piece of dirt and squabbling right. and uh, uh, vying for who's going to be the king of the hill and, uh, you know, the old baseball bat method, who's going to be at the top and yeah. who's going to get the most goodies out of the treasury uh, through through pressure groups and all this. So um, the, the left's real ultimate crime, and, and I'm not saying those that aren't on the left are totally innocent. There's a lot of blame to go around, and there's a lot of mistakes and misperceptions out there. And in many ways, I'm an independent. I'm not a Republican in the dyed-in-the-wool sense. But but the left is the most pernicious and the most obvious and the most revolutionary in this, and really quasi-criminal, because it's not just a battle of ideas to the left. To, to them, when it comes to aborting babies at any stage for any reason, uh, to, to a large extent, they use the life of the mother, the health of the mother, and rape and incest as a as a canard, as a red herring. There's a little bit of reality to those things, but you know, for instance, it's actually quite rare for there to be um, abortions due to rape. Uh, that's exceedingly rare, just for example. But the, the left's ideas. Um, result in in real harm, Act, the actual destruction of the most defenseless human beings. Uh, the right's problem on that, if you want to call it the right, is that, that they're not pushing hard enough and oftentimes they're abandoning ways to defund pl Planned Parenthood right. as the K Kentucky Senator Rand Paul is being very strong on that right now. He's saying that he's brought this forward and Mitch McConnell is putting party before principle. And he's, of course, the Republican leader in the Senate. So the, the so-called right is not innocent here, but, but at least they believe in some semblance and the ideas of having principles and, and um, the symbols that go with them. Uh, the left completely abandons that. They, they, live, they would have us live in a complete philosophical, political, and economic vacuum where, where you can never determine what's right or wrong at any given time. That simply will not work. It cannot work. It, it, it's it it has to be tossed out, baby, bath water, and all. Yeah, and that's where a lot of what you see, even with the 
Democratic Party itself, they're unhinged because there's real no leadership. So it's almost like they're preaching this message of unity and leadership, but there is no leadership. I mean, I think that's zero. Yeah, zero leadership. And that's why you have a gajillion people running, you know, as a Democratic candidate for the presidential nomination. So, you know, because it's so unhinged right now, I mean, to the, you know, degree of, of chaos, yet there's a, they're, you know, wanting to, I mean, look what they're doing down here at the, at the border. You know, I'm in, I'm in McAllen, Texas, right on the border. And so while you're in Michigan getting to enjoy a little bit nicer weather, we're over 100 degrees today. So, but what's happening right here on the border and the Democratic Party and there, you know, there was a lot of representatives visiting uh, the South recently and, you know, saying that this is concentration camps. I mean, it's, it's utterly ridiculous. It's not factual, but you can see they're out of control. Even what they say, what's coming out of their mouth is farthest from the truth. So what do you see happening there, Mark? I know you've done some uh, journalism and and written some different articles and and seen firsthand what's going on the border and how it relates to the left. What what do you see happening there? Well, it's interesting that uh, Ken... Susanelli, the acting citizenship and immigration services director of the Trump administration, he was on Fox News Sunday recently, and he was talking about how he had been to El Paso, and it was at a a detention center by the border where the illegal migrants, illegal aliens, whatever you want to call them, um, uh, are being kept. And he said everything was being run very well, and he pointed out that whatever Uh, deplorable or unclean or unsanitary or overcrowded conditions there might be is attributable chiefly, if not purely, to the sheer number of people coming over the border, largely illegally, and um, the, the inability of a limited number of Border Patrol and ICE agents to deal with this onslaught, this exodus from Central America and some 40, 50 other countries. Uh, so it's just the sheer volume of it. And the the claims that these are concentration camps where some illegal aliens were actually being tortured uh, turned out to be based on online um, pictures that were from 2015 during the Obama administration. And the aluminum blankets uh, were were nothing of the sort. They, they, they had a metallic sheen to them, but they were not aluminum blankets. Um, and yes, there, you know, there are occasions where an individual border patrol agent might need to get people in order and he might have to bark out his orders and be a little strict with them, maybe get a little rough with them. But as a whole, the border patrol is doing a very admirable job of dealing with this huge volume of people, but the Democrats pop down there. Now, Ascasio Cortez, the Congresswoman, was caught in a lie where she was uh, in a kind of praying position, uh, evidently, apparently praying for a still frame photo um, about the border crisis. The border crisis that, remember, Jason, just about a month ago didn't exist. Right. But now the Democrats are having to admit, yes, there was a crisis all along. But she was caught 
um, on camera, but when 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 someone panned the area where the photo was shot, she wasn't even by the wall. Yeah. Um, as I understand it, so um, there there's there's some uh, falsification of photos going on, uh, fake news with with certain Democrats, such as her, actually taking part in falsifying the news, um, and yet we we have a situation where. What has to be done, and we've talked about this on previous videos, and the Democrats are very loath to get around to this, and that's the Border Patrol agents need to be able to process asylum claims themselves and not pass it on to someone else. They need more immigration judges to adjudicate. This will cut down on the bottleneck and the overcrowding, which would in turn improve the detention facilities conditions, which would in turn uh, diffuse any last accusations that these are uh, concentration camps. And then we'd be able to continue working with Mexico, as the Trump administration has at least started to do, so they can stem the flow at Mexico's southern border with El Salvador and Honduras and the other countries. And then again, as we've said, we begin to solve and get a handle on this problem. That's what needs to happen. But we've got two dozen or so Democratic presidential candidates, as you alluded to, Jason, that aren't interested in solutions, just uh, Marxist-style ideas, uh, constant chaos, uh, uh, a society without any bedrock principles other than past civil rights victories that uh, won, won the right to abortion for women. And, uh, you know, the left views civil rights victories. They view that as their religion, as their social progress. But what it really is is uh, uh, enduring principles and long-lived customs and, and practices um, and time-honored traditions are supposed to be mowed down. Th these are called taboos on the left, and the idea, their idea of cultural progress is simply to destroy taboos. But today's taboos were yesterday's sound principles, such as when we used to have a panel that would uh, that, that included men of the cloth, the clergy, that would review the movies and the television content before it would be shown to the American people. Do you remember that? Right. Yeah. Uh, all, but we'll see to the left. That's tyranny. You don't want anybody screening anything that uh, to make sure it's you know even acceptable or 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 respectable or or appropriate for children to view. Let's say. So again, you know, you you, you look at the left, and to them, a a border at the a wall at the border is no different than a panel of clergy judging movies, which is no different than laws which block abortion, which is no different than um, locally controlled school boards that don't want LGBTQ education for three-year-olds and five-year-olds. To the left, those are all taboos. Those are all barriers to knock down. But once those are knocked down, there are no ramparts against tyranny. Then tyranny has a free, a free reign. See, so barriers and obstacles and walls, while they can have dual meanings, they can be for good or bad, uh, just like you can... Uh, use a hammer to drive in nails or use a hammer to damage someone's car, any tool can be used or abused. But to the left, all barriers are to be knocked down, and, the, and they view all of these things as bad things when, in fact, um, the, the way we've tried to uh, uh, construct our society was for the betterment and the good of people and their, their long-term best interests. So uh, it, it's a broad topic, but people have to understand the mindset of what looking at not just their policies and that's what i'm trying to do here 
Yeah, because this is it's well calculated by them, but in in the same aspect of of the chaos that we're seeing from the left uh, and them being so unhinged, there is a desperation because it's almost yes. like I mean, how how in the world are you having people who are are running going into Mexico? It, it's almost like just like you said, uh, no no border, no walls. I mean, their constituents. I believe in desperation. They're they're reaching out there. How how does your constituents now become the people uh, that are seeking asylum, that are trying to come across the border, where you actually will go to Mexico and talk with people and like you know, like Robert Francis O'Rourke. He's more of a beta than he is a beta. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. he's not Mexican. He's Irish. But in any case. You know, he would go and to speak with people that are trying to get across the border and that he would that like that's he'd become his new constituents. You know, I think there's such a desperation too. you know, that you would want to even go and get somebody's opinions. And then what's happening is <laughs> you find out, too, it's so amazing, Mark, that you find out that people that are from Africa and India, they're upset with Trump. They're upset with this administration because they're they can't come into the nation. They're seeking asylum. Well, hold on, wait a minute. You got out of your country. Shouldn't you be happy? I mean, if you got to another place where you're not under the threat of death, then wouldn't you be happy? See, but that's where you see the left just totally give false information, fabricate stories. I mean, it's and it's in an act of desperation. But we all know this, Mark. You and I know very well that it is calculated, and they will find anything they can to, to rip this nation apart. Yeah, the Democratic Party, as we've talked about in previous shows, Jason, is is quickly, and the desperation explains this, they're quickly losing their legitimacy to even exist. Um, they've If they had four legs to stand on three years ago, maybe they're down to one leg now. They're trying to sit on a one-legged chair. This ain't working well for them. And you can see the insecurity behind the facade as they almost go to foreign countries to campaign. That's the irony, right? Next thing you know, they'll be campaigning in Mexico, uh, full-fledged campaigns. Hello, Mexico, vote for me once you get there. Yeah. If they could find a way that they could vote there, they would. Vote for this election, they would. uh, Certainly, uh, you know, if it's not actually substantially true, but only metaphorically true, it's nevertheless accurate to say that they need to look outside the United States for some of their votes and support because um, mainstream Americans um, simply aren't buying it. And as you say, the desperation is partially reflected in the fact that there are two dozen presidential candidates seeking the Democratic nod for 2020. Um, uh, people are seeing how confusing this is. Joe Biden is getting a little, uh, you know, a little old here. Um, uh, I, I'm not rapping the guy too hard, uh, except his ego is the size of the Hindenburg. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't see what he has to offer. He really doesn't stand for anything. Um, yeah. And that's the problem. When you look at all of them, you know, what do they stand for? If you don't have these Americanism principles that we talked about earlier in the show, if you don't have these bedrock ideas, what do you stand for? Just hope and change? 
like Barack Obama before them. What does that mean? What does that mean? Hope and change. I mean, um, and the, the very idea that they adopt those kind of slogans shows the emptiness of their endeavors. You know, make America great again might sound a little cliche, but at least there's something there. People, when they, when people hear those words, they understand that America once had a much clearer vision and it's lost some of that. And if you make it great again, then those bedrock principles and that vision can return. There's, there's some substance there and people instinctively know what it is, but hope and change. What? Exactly. Uh, it, uh, it just means that the Marxist wheel just keeps spinning. North is no longer north. South is no longer south. Right is no longer wrong. You know, there are no enduring principles whatsoever. No one can judge uh, what is the proper way to proceed. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it's gotten so bad that even Fareed Zakaria, now some, some know him as a, um, a American Indian, Indian as in Bombay. I, I believe he's of Indian descent. He's a well-known commentator on CNN, Fareed Zakaria, and he's with the globalist group, the Council on Foreign Relations, no less. And he said, quote, Democrats have spent most of their efforts on this topic, the border and the so-called deplorable situation at the uh, detention facilities, that is, assailing the Trump administration for its heartlessness. Fine, says Zakaria, but that does not address the roots of this genuine crisis, he went on to say. If things continue to spiral downward and America's southern border seems out of control, then President Trump's tough rhetoric and hardline stance will become increasingly attractive to the public. And that's a globalist and Democrat leading commentator on the Democratic, um, pro-Democrat CNN that said this. It yeah. takes a lot for someone like Zakaria to say this. So even he is rec recognizing how ridiculous and directionless the Democratic Party has become. Yeah, but it's time, just like you said, though, that the Republicans actually do something, that they actually grow a, grow a spine and they actually do something about it. Yes, uh, the, the, the Republicans' pro problem is not lack of principles, although it's weakened a little. Their problem is a lack of courage. Yeah, yeah, so, but... Uh, just awesome, awesome topic today, you know, the Democratic Party unhinged. Is there any, any last thoughts that you have, Mark, that uh, before we, we uh, kind of wrap things up today? Well, um, I would just encourage listeners, uh, you know, you don't have to have blind faith in President Trump, but you'll notice that um, he has established a, a pretty good stronghold, certainly not perfect, but he has made progress on most of the fronts that he promised be it from the border to the necessary tariffs on China and the threatened ones on Mexico that got them in line to look at their southern border a little more. Um, we're now seeing signs, according to Laura Ingram and others, that the tariffs are beginning to do one of the things they're designed to do, and that's encourage more American manufacturers to locate or relocate here rather than farm out the production of goods to China where um, people that would be too young to work under American labor laws are sometimes working 16 or 20 hours a day. So another benefit of tariffs is that it cuts down on slave labor in the Eastern Rim, in the Asian countries. Uh, people forget about that. The Democratic Party and the New York Times that's so pro-Democrat look at tariffs through one narrow lens. 
uh, also ignoring that tariffs bring in badly needed revenue that doesn't have to come out of our pockets for the federal treasury. And across the board, um, with a Democratic Party like this, even if you don't think Donald Trump is perfect, even if you disagree with him on things, he deserves another chance because the alternative is is completely spinning out of control. And and I think from the Nike shoe flap to the flag flap to everything we've talked about today, that bears that out. So I think that would probably sum- summarize things pretty well for today. Good. Well, my closing thought for everyone watching is uh, be careful. Don't make fun of Congress people because you might get yourself prosecuted. So, but that's my closing thought. That's a little one. Uh, from the uh, congresswoman from Florida that says anyone making fun of anybody in Congress. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about that one, Mark, but I just thought that would be a great closing thought is, you know, so what, what am I saying here is have a little fun, lighten up, you know, but that's where you see the Democratic Party unhinged. Now you can't make fun of them. They want to prosecute you. So you can see it happening uh, in such a broad spectrum of their <laughs> oh poor oh poor babies oh such poor babies I well I, I can't I can't help but throw in the well known quote from Will Rogers the great American humorist we pay for congressional junkets we pay for them to go overseas the problem is they come back yeah whoever said anything about having them come back <laughs> yeah but that's amazing to me Mark that they're making this call the left is making a you know a statement of they want to see everybody. And they're going to start prosecuting everybody who makes uh, fun of them. Absolute desperation. Well, don't give us, uh, you know, any more material. <laughs> but right. they get plenty of material to make fun of them. And so because they're comparing her to, uh, remember, macho man Randy Savage? Because she wears basically the same clothes. But that's the closest. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but like we say, at World Impact News in collaboration with Stop the Presses is we want to give you information so you can make an intelligent decision so you can get involved to see change in your world. And so we'll see you next time. God bless. Always a pleasure, Mark. We always seem to have fun at this and uh, really enjoy it. Great. Me too. See ya. Okay. See you later. Bye, everybody.